0: God doesn't always send us a family in the way we expect, but God always has a plan. We just need to wait for him to show us his plan and be open to sharing God's love with all people. Joan Harwell and her husband never had children of their own, yet God eventually sent them a family from India. Join us today as I interview Joan Harwell and Reverend Stanish Stanley. We'll learn how God grows families. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries, and your host for today's program. Uh, Thanks, Joni and Stanish, for being my guests today. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Yeah, we're happy to have you. Well, you guys are family, and God uh, brought you together in a kind of unique way. Uh, I, I thought it would be good if we summarized a little bit for our listeners first, and then we can just flush out some of the details of how God worked this out. Joni, maybe you could start by telling us how you met Stanish's
2: mom and dad. Well, I worked at a radio station here in St. Louis, and it happened to be on the Concordia Seminary campus, and Stanish's father had come to Concordia Seminary for continuing education, And uh, I happened to meet him one day as we were walking on campus and uh, talked to him. And he told me he was from India and that he'd like to bring his wife to the United States. And uh, my mother had lived with my husband and I. We did not have any natural children. And so uh, she had since passed away. And I... um, went home and said to my husband, what if we have them come and live with us? <laughs> and, you know, I'm used to a big family. I have seven brothers and sisters, so there was always a lot of people around in my family. But I wanted to approach my husband on this. His family was a little bit smaller, and he agreed. And so um, Stanish's mother and father came from India, came to live with us, and uh, they lived with us for about a year and a half the first time. Then they went back to India and... Uh, then they came back with their daughter and then they lived with us about another two years and then eventually Stanish and Bina came with Catherine our granddaughter and they have been with us now for nine years and so this is how God provided our family and um, my husband and I look at both Stanish and Vina and Sonia his sister and her husband and our grandchildren there are three girls and a grandson and we wouldn't have it any other way God had a different plan than we expected
0: yeah for sure and Stanish just uh share a little bit from your perspective first of all let me clarify you came when your your oldest daughter was young but today how many years has it been
1: uh, it's been nine years, as Auntie pointed out, and so um, uh, my eldest daughter is uh, is uh, twelve years old now, uh, going to twelve on twenty seventh of September. Uh, I have another two daughters also, uh, Riona, who is uh, nine years old. Or rather, eight years old, (laughs) and my uh, last one, Alina, who is three years old.
0: That's great, and they've lived with you all of these years. Yes, and they call you—you are their grandma. We are their
2: grandma, and you know, I think about this often because even with um, Stanish's sister who came and married in the United States, I mean, God just provided everything. We got to be there at her wedding. You know, we got to be part of that wedding. As Stanish and Bena's children were born here in the United States, we were there at the hospital yes. to hold those babies within the first minutes. So when God does something, he just doesn't do it part way. Mm-hmm. He gives you the whole thing, and yeah. that's how we feel. We were really blessed in that way. That's awesome. That is so great. So um, let's just go
0: back then to talk a little bit more about what this was like having uh First of all, Joseph and Carol, his parents, move in with you because you talked a little bit as we met earlier, a little bit about some of the cultural differences and some of the <laughs> things that happened. And, uh, and it's important at any time, but especially when families are living together, to make sure that we communicate effectively, especially if there's something that's bugging us. And in families, that happens all the time. So just talk a little bit about some of the early uh, issues maybe that came up with his parents in your home?
2: Well, I wouldn't exactly call them issues, issues maybe but not. but they were fun things, I guess I'd say, more more than anything. But it's you're right. When you have people from two different cultures living together, things are a little bit different sometimes. And in this case, uh, when Carol and Joseph came the very first night, I remember— Uh, I told my husband I was going, I had a class that night, and I said, now Carol's going to make food for you. Of course, I'm here, at this American, okay, Carol will make a hamburger for you or whatever. Well, no, Carol brought her own spices, and she mixed them up and made a dish. And when I came home from class that night, my husband met me in the garage, and he said, I can't do this. He said, I can't handle all these these aromas that are in our house. And so I said, honey, don't worry about it. We'll handle this. So I went inside, and I talked to Carol, and I just explained to her, our windows aren't open like your windows are in India. That was in September we had the air conditioner on. Carol immediately said, okay, that's fine, and she cut the spices at least in half. Mm-hmm. It was just she didn't understand that our house was enclosed and so that's what we learned to do to go back and forth. Um, we had fun times. We'd go to the grocery store, and she'd give me the names of something. I think it was Brinja, she told me one time. And i stand in the aisle, and i think, okay, now what does she want? And we'd go through it, and she'd say, it's a vegetable. And we'd go through and finally we figured out it was an eggplant. Oh. And then she'd say, some keema. And I'd say, okay, what's that? Well, she'd say it's some kind of meat. Well, I figured out that was hamburger. That's how we just yeah. went back and forth, and we learned things. But I think as Americans, we often have in our mind that these people who come from other lands— know exactly what we know and think the way we do. Stanish and Bina, when they first came, the first night we had a barbecue. We were serving hot dogs and hamburgers and they couldn't imagine why we'd be eating dogs (laughs) because hot dogs, they had never experienced them before. So it is a whole learning project, but it's been fun to do. Sure, sure.
0: You, You also shared a story about eating catfish. What was that?
2: Well, it was kind of the same thing. Catfish, you know, serving catfish is... Okay, what is catfish? Well, it's a fish, but we call it a catfish because it has little whiskers on it. It doesn't mean it's a cat. It means it's a catfish. But, you know, these are things that we know as Americans, but other people don't know. Another way I learned this was, and I had read an article which kind of trained me a little bit for it, about someone who had come from another country, and he was waiting to go across the street And he kept looking at the stoplight. It would go red, yellow, green. And he didn't know what to do until someone came up, stood there at the light until it turned green and crossed. We assume Uh everyone knows how to get across the street. Uh No, they don't. They don't realize that green means go Uh because in their countries they probably don't have stoplights like that. Interesting, interesting, yeah. So
0: Stanish, uh, eventually you and your family came to the United States, and that was to study at Concordia Seminary, is that correct?
1: That is right, yes. Uh, I am a pastor from India, so uh, I was uh, asked by my church president, for instance, to go to the proper Lutheran seminary, because we kind of grew (laughs) up in the Lutheran church. We we are part of the LCMS mission to Uh India and all that, so... He wanted me to study in an authentic Lutheran seminary <laughs> in the right place, and uh-huh. that's how I ended up coming to Concordia Seminary. Yeah. And
0: your parents were missionaries too.
1: Uh, yes, my father was a Lutheran pastor uh, in Mumbai, so it is far away from the place where the LCMS mission was in sure. the southern part of India. And that's where I grew up in in Mumbai on the western side of India. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: So, tell our listeners a little bit about coming from India to the United States for you. Was it culture shock? Mm-hmm. Did you, of course, you found a a wonderful uh, home and family, mm-hmm. but still, was it difficult to do that?
1: There are a lot of differences, definitely, with uh, American culture compared to Indian culture. And I gr- kind of grew up in the big city of twenty-two million people, so oh. uh, people were were never a shock for me. But um, I think my wife had a had a had a bigger problem than me, really, because I even studied in the Netherlands for a year mm. uh, for my masters, and so I was kind of used to a little bit of a. Uh, Western culture, so to speak, um, over here there were definitely changes and and uh, you know adjustments that you had to make. Of course, what Auntie uh, spoke about, especially the house being closed, uh, was something that we kind of uh, got used to pretty uh, pretty quickly because uh, the spices will, if you cooked Indian food, the spices would kind of remain mm-hmm. back within the house and could create problems for you if you were not really used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the other big uh, differences were, for me uh, especially, uh, was getting used to the American system of time, oh, where time. everything is very organized, everything is dependent on the other guy doing, getting their job done on time, and uh-huh. things like that. So those were uh, big, big shifts and changes that uh, I had to be uh, to be aware of or get used to. Sure. Um Uh, But um, my wife probably had bigger problems uh, like the hot dog issue or Uh, whatever or the catfish fish fish issue were were definitely uh, concerns that probably she was not uh, quite used to um, back home in India. And so uh, those were minor changes. But over there, the big thing is to have somebody uh, over here in the U.S. who Uh could kind of get you uh, connections and also get over these issues or kind of uh, uh, mentor you you through these issues. And that's where I think... um, Uncle and Auntie, Joe Uncle as well as uh, Johnny Auntie, whom my my kids call Grandpa and Grandma, they were so, so helpful in that, um, yeah. especially my wife got a mentor or somebody who could fall back on for support mm-hmm. when there was these confusions or doubts sure, or clarifications sure. that were needed. Yeah. You
0: know, that's uh, extremely uh, challenging today for many. And I know we talked when we met about the fact that so many People come from other countries, but never get invited into Americans' homes to eat a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, be, they're kind of on their own, and and it's of course it's not real common for us just to invite people we don't know into our homes. But it's important that we do that.
2: It's very important, and and I think the whole um, hospitality we we don't do that as well as we did years ago. Um, all people because we have such busy lifestyles. Yeah. But there is so much that people from other cultures have to offer us, to teach us. Mm -hmm. Um, Like he said, with time, I mean, well, I realize we always laugh because the Africans and Indians always say – uh, the Americans have the watch, but we have the time. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, we stress out on things if we're not there perfectly on time, where they have an attitude that, well, we may not be there, but we'll be there five minutes later or whatever. The stress level is not there, mm-hmm. and I think we could learn from we that. We could learn, yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Let's just talk for a minute about uh, Christian generosity and why it's so important. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Joni and her husband were very generous sure. in opening their homes mm-hmm. and at the time they did it they didn't know god was putting this plan together it 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 came about right. but just talk for a minute how important that is for you
1: oh well uh, very important because uh, um, i grew up in in india i'm an indian christian and we are just a sm- small minority in india mm-hmm. you know 2 2.3% uh, of the uh, 1.2 billion people that are there uh, but uh the big thing is that when growing up we always kind of uh had to clash with many of our hindu friends who you'd, would would deride us for uh, the christianity of the west yeah. uh so to speak because uh the Im- image of uh, the west uh, was more about the mtv generation people in swimming pools and all the time with drinks in their hands and all that so uh um those kind of perceptions were also kind of translated into Indian Christians because uh, the uh, understanding is that we we are basically some kind of vestige left over by British rule mm. uh, and uh, and uh, western imperialism over India. So uh, given that uh, to uh, to and and with all those perceptions that we contested heavily when we were growing up um coming to this place we um uh we were struck, at least people like us, are are struck by the generosity of uh, Americans mainly because opening up of a home mm, is not great. something that uh, Indians would do in their uh, own houses too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh-huh. a pretty uh, closed uh, kind of a culture where uh, uh, even though the generosity of um, mingling with people are, uh, is there in India, but opening a house, giving your car key to somebody and just telling them to, okay, you can use my car mm-hmm. is some. Is something that Indians just wouldn't do. It is mm-hmm. uh, impossible. They might share a meal, but sharing uh, their car and their yeah. house uh, with uh, with a stranger to kind of come and stay uh, is uh, unimaginable. So, um, I, I and from my side, that's what Uncle and Auntie have taught me, or have uh, they have been the greatest example of has been that Christian sense of uh, generosity and sharing and love. And, awesome. um Well, that is uh, their testimony for that. That is that.
0: awesome. Yeah. We'll talk more about that. I just want to make a few announcements. Uh, today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Your Place in God's Plan. To request the booklet, call the Family Shield Response Center at one 250 8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to wwwthriventcom slash Choice and search for Family Shield. Or you can call them directly at 1-800-847-4836 and their staff will help you. Remember, you choose the organization and Thrivent gives the gift. We love to hear from our listeners. You can send a note telling us how the program topics and guests have helped or equipped you to serve and witness. I do want to also mention that Family Shield Ministries has Adams Road Ministry traveling from Florida to St. Louis, and they will be sharing their testimony, their ex-Mormons, on Friday, October 13th at Concordia Lutheran Church in Kirkwood, Starts at 630. There's no cost to attend. So we do encourage you to bring a friend and join us. Um, If you want to contact Family Shield, you can write us, Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, six three one Again, you can also email us at witness family at gmail.com. I want to go back to our guests, Joni Harwell and Reverend Stanish Stanley, but I also want to mention that um, uh, Pastor Stanley is the Executive Director of Christian Friends of New Americans, and their website is cfna-stl, for St. Louis, Missouri, dot org. And you have an event coming up. Uh, through uh, Christian Friends of New Americans uh, soon, too. Tell us about that.
1: Uh, Christian Friends of New Americans is a ministry to refugees who are coming into the St. Louis City area. And so uh, we depend a lot upon um, private funding, of course, uh, through uh, gifts and donations that are made by our, uh, our donors. And so the golf tournament is one of the fundraisers that we have. This is coming up on the October 10th. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and... Uh, it is at the Norwood Hills uh, Golf Club in St. Louis. And um, uh, all of you who would be interested to kind of um, uh, participate and support us in this ministry, uh, I would strongly encourage you to come out and help us.
0: Okay, and uh, again, the website where you can learn more about that is cfna-stl.org. Uh, and they I, I looked at that this morning. They have all their upcoming events and And uh, learn more about all the various ministries. Um, You you shared the mission. CFNA is an outreach ministry to immigrants and refugees in the St. Louis area. Mm -hmm. And uh, the mission is to be involved in relationships with new Americans with whom uh, you can share the gospel through caring words and actions. So uh, you kind of, you're in that position today. You're a Mm -hmm. pastor today, But Joni kind of was the contact for you and her husband that helped you, Mm -hmm. uh, even though you already knew Christ. But I I would assume a lot of the people you work with uh, through CFNA are not Christians.
1: Definitely not. Uh, Most of the people who come in are uh, refugees from different parts of the world. So the Nepalese or or people from Syria or people from Sudan, Somalia, these are not um, Christian people. Uh, but by God's grace uh, and the work of CFNA, and also the partnerships of various Lutheran churches, or for that matter, even other Christian denominations and uh, and uh, um, and believers, we have been able to kind of uh, serve our new neighbors coming in. And uh, at least in the past seven eight years, we've had somewhere around 150 baptisms and confirmations oh, from these people. Yeah. So, uh, so that's uh, that's God bringing these people to our places and uh, and um, and serving through God's people, and that's how. They come to know Christ. Great.
0: And Joni, I just wanted to ask you to reflect on Christian generosity and why it's so important and why we love and care. He talked about you being such an example, but
2: why do you do that? Well, definitely it's because of the love that Christ has for us. I mean, he if he was willing to die for us, to give up everything for us, and anything, you know, Joe and I strongly feel— anything that we have is not ours. God has given it to us, and he hasn't given it to us to keep. He's given it to us to share. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think of the person with the talents, and I, I realize that it has to do with sharing the gospel message, but, but also with whatever you have. I just believe that that's what you do. You share what you have, and my mother taught us that. I mean, my mother took care of eight children, and she had a very limited education, and my father died, but my mother always said, God will provide, and, and she really instilled that in us, so that whatever we saw, God literally provide for us day by day, but we also know in our family that that's what we're here to do, and whatever you see in us, it's God doing it. It certainly isn't us, because we're sinners just like everyone else, but it is because of Christ's love. That's why we want to share that love with others. Yeah.
0: Uh, Talk just a few more minutes, Joni, about what this meant to you to find God had given you a family that you didn't really know. You just opened your home. You didn't know this was going to happen. I'm sure it it happened quickly, but uh, talk about your grandchildren and and what that means to you. Well,
2: um, I, I think I shared this story with you. Um, Stanishton, being his first daughter, Catherine, was just about three when they first came. And, you know, I always sit on the bed and I would talk to her and I, when she'd go to bed at night and tell her different stories. And so we were talking the one night because I wanted her to know that while she called us grandma and grandpa, she did have her, they call them a mamas and a papas in India. And I wanted, I don't want her to ever forget them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I said to her the one night, you know, I said, oh, Catherine, I said, you know, Grandma and Grandpa, we always wanted to have kids. And we we prayed for kids and grandchildren. And she looked at me and she said, oh, and Grandma, I was in India just praying for a grandma. (laughs) (laughs) How cute. So, you know, that was just every instant that we have seen with the children, um, as I said, just... As I've reflected back, God made sure that it wasn't just this one thing that came into our life, but we got to share everything. Mm-hmm. We got to share weddings and births and Stanish's graduation from the seminary. He got his Ph.D. and oh, awesome. and all of these different things. Sure. God, when he gives you something, he gives you the whole thing. It's <laughs> not just little bits and pieces. And and we're just very grateful for that opportunity. But but I encourage people who don't have families and children, you do go through some really um, sad times, and mm-hmm. you see your loved ones who have children, and you don't want to be sad for them, and yet it's hard on you. Mm-hmm. But God has a better plan. And I, I think of that story that we've all been told of the, the rug, that when finally the rug's completed, we get to see the beauty of it, yeah. but until it's done, we're only seeing the stitches being made. But God has plans that we can't even think of, and so I always like to say, God sent us our family in a most unusual way. Yeah, sure, but we sure. are so blessed to have them.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and
2: that and that is so true. But
0: if you hadn't been uh, sharing generosity, opening your home, I mean, meeting his dad for the first time and going home and saying, I think they need to move in with us. Right. Uh, that's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. Well,
2: and and I think even, I mean, there are stories before that that I could tell of the way that God was preparing us. Mm-hmm. Now, as I look back, uh-huh. that I wasn't thinking at the time, but I guess you're right. I think sometimes God just put words in your mouth mm-hmm. and he does. they just come out and— and you follow through when you do those things. Now, that's not to say everything's always perfect, no. but but you just see that this is the way God handles it. And I encourage other people to consider thinking about sure. having people from other countries, at least bring them into your home. Oh, Let them absolutely. have a dinner in your home. Absolutely. Meet them so that you get to know them and they get to know you because, you know, most of us have the same dreams and desires absolutely. no matter where we are in the absolutely. world and and we could talk just a minute about cross
0: cultural boundaries with the gospel because the gospel always goes across the boundaries but sometimes we have to be able to communicate it to people that may not speak or understand it exactly like us do you find that uh, mm-hmm. Stanish with uh, CFNA and others. Oh yes, work uh,
1: very much so. Yeah, but uh, in fact, my my history, as as I said, is the LCMs mission coming to my place. My people probably were animists who were called as or categorized as mm-hmm. Hindus. And mm-hmm. uh, for LCMs missionaries who are American Western uh, nineteen twentieth century thinking coming down to my place, uh, just imagine what what the gaps must have been, what they must have gone through, and so um, the and the effect is there to be seen because the gospel did permeate or enter into the culture. It did change my people. Mm-hmm. And so I stand as a testimony of that cross-cultural encounter between oh, the LCMS yeah. Christian American mission uh, and uh, and uh heathen <laughs> or uh, hindu india uh-huh. you know um but over here i also have to point out that um uh one of the big things about cross cultural encounter especially for uh within within uh, america is uh the fact that there are all these different people coming from different different nations uh into america and uh, what they are going to see is um, uh, definitely uh, the greatness of America lies its, in its technology, innovation, entrepreneurship, everything. But also, uh, it also lies in people, mm. and, and that's where uh, Joe Uncle and Joni Auntie stand as a testimony to that uh, American generosity and and people, because uh, uh, it um, uh, it uh, they teach you uh, how, as a Christian, uh, how you are called to share the gospel and also share the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, that is what makes America great. Um, that's what uh, that's the greatness of America, at least for people like me who come and see this place and, and have lived over here. Uh, it's um, people like Joe Uncle and Joni Auntie and many other volunteers, uh, Christian volunteers from the Lutheran Church and, and even beyond uh, who go out of their way to spend their two hours or three hours at, at CFNA, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, serving... Uh, New Americans, refugees, learn English or do driving ESL or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the beauty of America. It is strong because of its people. That's, it. and that's a And because of its Christian message yeah, uh, that's that a, underlies everything. that's a great
0: yeah. comment. About a minute left, Joni. Some just quick thoughts that you have.
2: Well... Um, I just want to, again, encourage people to think about, even as Stanish said, with Christian Friends of New Americans, the opportunities that you have to reach out to other people. It doesn't have to be someone from another country, even Mm -hmm. your own neighbor, just showing them that you love and care about them, because sometimes your actions, in my opinion, speak volumes, and um, letting them know how much Christ cares about them. With CFNA, I just... My heart, I'm just amazed at how many people come over and volunteer with Mm -hmm. this organization, give of their time, Mm -hmm. and it is that reason. And I know it makes people ask, why do they do that? And then that door is open to share that beautiful message. Right,
0: right. Very good. Well, again, my guests have been Joan Harwell and Reverend Stanish Stanley. Uh, He works with CFNA. That's Christian Friends of New Americans. We kind of say that really quickly, and people don't always catch it. Uh, This is Kay Meyer. You've been listening to Family Shield. And you can learn more uh, about Family Shield on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. You can uh, call and get the book, Your Place in God's Plan, uh, 1-877-250-8416. Or you can uh, email us. Again, this is Kay Meyer. And uh, we're so thankful that you've been listening. We hope you'll tune in again next time.